It's time to get fired up for an episode of Firing Up Faith and Family, where we encourage you to fan the flame of your faith and the love for your family. Welcome to another episode of Firing Up Faith and Family. I'm Steph Morrison, and I'm here with my good friend, Christine, (laughs) and we are here today to talk about Naomi. Overall, we've done a series of parenting insights from the Bible. So we've covered, we've actually covered lots of great things. It's been great for me as a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like our own little Bible study that, that we do. And then we record part of it, right, Christine, we have a little talk beforehand and we do our little part where we record. And then it's like, it's like all one big, happy Bible study. So this is awesome. Um, so yeah. today we're talking about uh, Naomi, which is uh, um, uh, a a mother um, from the book of Ruth, and Ruth is her her daughter in law. And there is a it's actually Ruth is a really small book. So if you have not read that book entirely, then get to it because it's a it's a and it's one of the <laughs> books that are like a really nice story, right? So it's really it's really story um, story centered right? Where, where some of our books of the Bible, they have stories in them, but there's a whole lot that's all over the place. And this is pretty much just a story, you know, beginning, beginning to end and from bitter to blessed, right? Like actually from real tragedy to amazing blessing. And that's the way God works. And we need to know that as parents, as adults, as children of God, we need to know that for a lot of different reasons. But I think we kind of picked this one, especially Naomi, because she's she's a mother who actually her her sons died. Her husband died first, then her sons died. Uh, it yeah. was a time of of great hardship overall in the land at that time. There was famine. So she had these two daughter-in-laws that that also lost their husbands. And and I guess the story did kind of start off with both of them being so both of the da- daughter-in-laws being a bit as it sort of as I sort of felt like devoted to Naomi. And I, and I like to think that like, just because of her character, like she must've had great character. She must've been very showing that love and, and kindness that, that lots of people just gravitate to and you want to be around that. And, and then there, there came a time when she had to leave the land where she moved to her husband and, and her and her children moved to this other land outside of where where they were from it was Bethlehem right Christine Mo- Moab well it was Moab where they Moab. were and they yeah mm-hmm. and so they left they left Moab and came back to Bethlehem yeah so then that when she went back there of course that you know as as a woman that was widowed and she didn't have sons to take care of her she went back there with the knowledge kind of on God's promises in that culture at that time it was very strong that you would take care of any woman as a man, mm-hmm. you would take care of any woman that was related in your family at all. And it certainly didn't need to be just your mother or your sister or your it was like cousins. And I forget what Boaz actually was. Was he? Oh, it just says relative of her husband. Oh, okay. So, so it could have been a cousin. Specify. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense why I didn't ring in there. But I thought that that was just hearing about that that part of the story and actually we'll get we'll get to really the significance of this story specifically about it we'll get we'll get to it when we get to the happy ending (laughs) 
so you know there was that that part I kind of mentioned that part about that she was blessed because of her love to others and and she was really blessed and then this tragedy happened to really everybody it certainly wasn't but she had to deal with this and individually of course she had this uh and she had this feeling of so so this is in Ruth 113 and we've nicely separated this into her complaints and her her blessings. So I guess we're probably going to cover the complaints because they're her complaints yeah. at the beginning. And then yeah. we'll go on to the blessing. And and I can relate to that myself because sometimes tough things happen. And and we dwell in a little bit of the bitterness, maybe, or just a, some negative thinking, or and and it's not wrong to to do that and to feel that, but we need that direction and that uh, you know, that that faith that takes us out of that quickly because that's <laughs> that's not going to benefit us or anybody around us. So here's from Ruth 1 113. No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. You know, and these mm-hmm. are so she's thinking that the the that God was doing this to her, right? She'd lost all the men and everything. Her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And essentially it, it would be everything, right? Like not that women didn't her make security, time, but that yeah. I'm sure would have been exactly how you said the security um, and provision as uh-huh. well. Yeah. Yeah. So this second one here, why don't you go ahead and read that one? Like Ruth 20, 20 to 21, Christine. Mm. Yeah, so she says she had just uh, returned to her homeland and, you know, people recognized her and they said, oh, is that Naomi coming? And verse 20 says, uh, she said to them, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, which means bitter, for for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? Naomi, when the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me. And so that was verses 20 and 21. And I mean, here she is fully stating to the world, <laughs> God has decided that I am going to be miserable. God has dealt me the worst hand in the entire world. Anybody and that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so we get it. We totally get it. And when you, when we are in those moments, bitterness comes in. And this is why we pulled that word bitterness because once she said it to her daughters and now she, here she is telling, you know, Mm -hmm. the community that she's returned to that here, look at me, I am a bitter old woman and, you know, Mm -hmm. life is just terrible. And so, and she could have, you know, very well stayed in that moment. And I knew Mm -hmm. someone who, was going through she had just gotten the news about cancer and you know she was a believer and had a community of you know people would rally and come and pray with you no questions asked but she had decided in that moment well you know life is over you know i'm just just everybody leave me alone and for a while she had shut everyone out Hmm. and suffered you know, with the traumatic news and, you know, all of the testing that she had to go through. And I mean, for many of you, you know, someone who has gone through it, and maybe you've gone through that yourself. And you know what I'm talking about, that, that, that scared moment of just, you know, what is life now, because you have to deal with this terrible thing. And, 
you know, and, and it was hard. It was hard for, for those of us who just wanted to come alongside her and help. But, you know, she was like, nope, I um, might as well just go through this by myself. Um, this is just terrible. And, and it's, and and while it seems like the right thing to do sometimes it's it's really not and god never intends for us to be alone in these moments mm-hmm. and so uh what we what we learn through this story in that verse that we read about her telling her daughters in verse 13 you know she was trying to tell them you know just just go back you know don't don't you stay here. You're still young. You can find other husbands, but there's no hope for me. You go your way. And one of them actually did. She, she did. The scriptures tell us she wept bitterly because she didn't, she didn't want to leave her mother-in-law. She was a good mother-in-law. And, um, but she decided, okay, well, I'm going to part ways. Uh, and that was Orpa. But Ruth was the other daughter-in-law and she decided that she was going to stay. She was, she was devoted to Naomi because, because of who she was. She had set such a good example. And she had, as Steph mentioned before, she was, she was blessed because of how Naomi had treat, treated her um, as a daughter-in-law. She, she actually called them, they don't call each other daughter-in-laws they could be, uh, and mother-in-laws. They call them mother and daughter. And that was the kind of relationship that they had. And she said, she, Ruth had said to Naomi in, Verses 16 to 18, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more. Also, if anything but death parts me from you. And it says, when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said, no more. And I, and I thought that last verse there was a pivotal point because I think that's when Naomi saw that, okay, I actually, I'm actually not alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. This woman is determined to stay with me and I don't have to go through this alone and maybe we'll be okay. So she, and maybe she, that turned that a, from the bitterness to blessing, right? Just as you were reading that out loud, I just yeah, I thought yeah. that you know probably at that point when Ruth really just showed, like, voiced her strong devotion to her, you know, and this wasn't, a, you know, as it says in that scripture, right? And your God, my God, like Ruth was not, you know, Jewish at the time; she was not following. I don't know how much she would have been like; she would have been married into that family that was. So it would have been Jewish at the time or is Israelite that they. Yeah. Ruth was a Moabite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't have had the same like and, and she was just dropping all that. Um, not that it may not have been anything big to drop, but it just that devotion to say all those things to Ruth. Yeah. And and I look at that really as God's blessing when people are, you know, just showing their love towards you like that's to me, whether whether the person knows God or not. To me, that is God working, working on the earth, right? To just show each of us just the love, the love that he has for us. And and whether, you know, I guess that we can't really know whether Naomi like 
started to soften her heart towards God at that time, but she certainly mm-hmm. would have softened her heart, right? I think just by saying that in scripture, as she said, no more, like, okay, Naomi was, uh, saw that, that Ruth was determined to go with her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I bet it was just like maybe a sigh of relief. It would have been maybe a very quiet yeah. sigh of relief. Yeah. But it's just yeah. Like, Yay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah somebody to go with me so it's a yeah I mean I I love this story I I can read the book of Ruth over and over because it's just such a beautiful story um so much so much of redemption from Mm -hmm. from so many things but just the overall story of redemption and yeah uh, we see as the story unfolds just the blessings that start to flow and it the story you know, eventually focuses on Ruth. Um, but Naomi still is there on the sidelines receiving mm-hmm. those blessings as well. And so uh, we see, uh, you know, we, we were introduced to Boaz, who we know ends up together with Ruth. I mean, again, Naomi could have just said, you know what? No, you can say all you want but I want you to go like you, I will not be responsible for you being husbandless and you know, you're just, you're pretty much, and I can hear that too with, with even my parents sometimes, you know, some of the decisions that I've made and, you know, it wasn't against, it it was, it wasn't, it, it kind of went against what they thought for my life type of thing. And so, you know, don't make those decisions because then you won't have X, Y, Z. And so I could, I could totally see Naomi saying, well, you're not going to get, provision you're not going to have security if you don't go find yourself a new husband so no you can't come with me that's you know it's unacceptable but you know when we see in chapter two and boaz is looking at her uh looking at ruth through this and then he goes all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me so people were talking you know, about this mother-daughter relationship and how good Ruth was taking care of her mother-in-law. And and he says, and how you left your father and your mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. And so he, he mentioned these things because she was favored because of these oh. things. And so, again, if if Naomi didn't make that decision to let her stay with her, with her and to just live, you know, a godly life in this place that she, she knew. And, you know, it would have been hard for Ruth because, you know, this was not her land and her, you know, she had left her family, her own family, be with her mother-in-law. So that says something about Naomi. Naomi was worth, you know, leaving it all behind. And so, and all of this turned into, to, to blessings. I think of that movie that I watched and we talked about that. Did you watch that movie, Christine? I didn't get a chance to watch it. Hopefully Uh, this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a good movie once you watch it. But the movie is, I mean, it's called The Book of Ruth, but there's, there's a few of them out there. And I know there's something else that goes with that. The movie, it's a really, really excellently done movie of that, that whole story of Ruth. So, so of course that comes to mind as I'm reading some of these any parts of the Bible where there's where the, where I've seen an actual show about it, a movie about it, right? A, uh, 
get to kind of see how they portrayed the characters and and you get a little bit more insight into the culture and the people of the time right I, I think one of the things about that I that I remember most kind of about and about that area about that timing of when Boaz was so before they had before before Ruth and Boaz had gotten together right she was gleaning in in the fields um mm-hmm. so it's more like go, going after after he had fields harvesting barley or wheat I forget what it was harvesting something you know he'd have his harvesters go through his workers and and it was common practice at that time to let people glean so you could go and pick up the little bits and take it home for yourself right it was like you you more or less get that free food you wouldn't have to pay for it you just go through and so Boaz really favored Ruth to allow her to do that and I believe there was actually even a time when he was, he told one of his workers, like, leave a little bit more there for it, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, sure that there's, yeah. right. And it was, I think it was partly for Ruth, right? Just, um, but, but as an honorable man related to Naomi, I think he would have done that because he knew that food was going to Naomi as well. Can't quite yeah. remember if there was, if that has scriptural backup, but. He measured out six measures of barley and gave it to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that, was more than most people would get. And that was yeah, in chapter I felt like there three. Was, and depending what part that <clears throat> came, but there was definitely, you know, at first she was just gleaning, just like anybody did. But mm-hmm. then he definitely favored her and and Naomi. And like like you said before, right? The beginning of the book of Ruth really, really talks about a lot more focuses on Naomi, right? And then it shifts mm-hmm. to focusing on Ruth. And mm-hmm. I think we could probably tie that into, I'm just thinking in my head now, tie tie that into as far as that real parenting insight, right? Watching your, and just Naomi, how she encouraged, encouraged Ruth so much in what she was doing. So after she got over the bitterness part, right? Mm-hmm. She's now on to the blessings. She's seeing blessings and she, you know, all this stuff that Boaz was doing for them was a blessing, right? Um, all that Naomi or sorry, Ruth was doing for Naomi, right? Was, was just the continuation of, of the blessing of God's blessing upon her that she would be taken care of, right? Like God takes care of the sparrow. So how much more does he love us? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like just part of that, part of those many promises that we haven't got. And we need to focus on those more than we focus on the trials. The trials are going to come. The tragedy is going to come. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we can get out of out of life without having a tragedy or two. Um, mm-hmm. and, and some of us have to deal with m- more than others. But I am constantly seeking those stories of hearing people just praise God and his goodness in their lives. Sometimes right during in the, in the heat of a, of a really difficult time or just seeing coming out of that where they are just incredibly blessed after that. Like there is a, there is, you know, and all, all that, that hard stuff that comes upon us, you know, that's not from God. That's the work of of the enemy he's here to kill mm-hmm. still and destroy and that's his job right that's that's what he does here that's what scripture tells us so, <laughs> you know we gotta we gotta accept that to a point now that's not saying accept right but but even more so though we gotta accept god's promises like the earth is his and everything in it and you know i actually have because i was just a scripture i was reading 
yesterday and it just sort of like, yeah. And I, and I, and I was, or maybe a couple of days ago, but I was repeating that a lot throughout the day. Like it just came, seemed to come up like God, the earth is yours and everything in it. Right. Like, you know, and, and it just came up for little, little stuff. I didn't have any ma- anything major I was dealing with, but it's, we just need to do that continued when times are good. Let's put it that way. When times are good, <laughs> we continually repeat those those truths and those promises that scripture tells us about um some of some of the stuff that really came up for me just coming from the new testament right teachings that were that we've got long past the the story of ruth but the same god um so second peter 1 5 to 7 for this reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. And kind of one of the things that I, I guess the word supplement your faith, right? You need So we have faith. We have strong faith. We have as much faith as, as we need, right? But how do we use that faith? And, and we do need to, you know, s- supplement it. It's not a faith faith is not enough. I can't just sit here and say, I believe in God and not do anything, right? There there needs to be action. There needs to be, we need to be, you know, and all these different kinds of values that, that is listed here in second Peter, but just so much more that we need to supplement our faith because depending, depending what we're dealing with, that may, that may cause our, our faith to be a little bit rattled, we need to strengthen it. We need to strengthen it first of all on on God's word and the foundation that He's built for us with His word and and just the history of humanity. And then we need to use what He's given us in our in our humanness. Use what He's given us in our thinking and our in our brains too, in the way that we are physically. Right, like. Let's even just say on the on the note of physically, and just because it's something I'm currently dealing with, where I used to be doing much more physical kind of stuff. And actually, as we're coming into spring, I'm like, I better, I better get my body stretching a little bit more, <laughs> flexible, get some more strength in my body, or I'm going to be going out and doing this outside work, like especially gardening. And, you know, there's a time of the year where it's not too laborious, but springtime, that is generally a fairly laborious time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and and so he's given this, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be blessed by God for it, but I'm going to have to work hard to make that garden grow. Uh, You know, there's going to be an abundant harvest for us Mm -hmm. um, and put that work behind it. But I need to physically, right. There's still that physical component. I can't just not do anything and, and have the food grow for one thing, but I also see, okay, I'm going to have to do this laborious work. I actually, I got to get my body a little bit more in shape or I get yeah. really, really sore and tired and, and, and possibly, you know, cause more, more damage to my body um, because <laughs> I am trying to do work and I'm, and you know, and it's not like I'm terribly out of shape, but just from what I've been doing before. And I just need to give my body that, that physical renewal right now, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of just one of the things where I'm at. I could probably even talk a few different areas of life <laughs> too, but just for us to focus on, you know, how, how we're learning and learning to just walk alongside God. I mean, I think he's always walking alongside us and sometimes we're, we're the ones 
that are decided to go off in some other direction. It's true. It's uh-huh. true. And, it's and like, I like always there. I like that garden analogy because the point I wanted to make next was, you know, we look at we mentioned that Naomi, you know, the story focuses on Naomi and it shifts to to Ruth halfway through. Mm-hmm. And that is motherhood or parenthood, whoever's listening, <laughs> mm-hmm. in a nutshell, right? Mm-hmm. We go through things in life, but our as parents, our attention needs almost it must shift because our eyes have to look down and say, oh, wait a second. Yes, I'm in the middle of this storm, but I've got these little ones around me that still need me and are still watching me. So one, (laughs) you got to teach yourself to pick yourself up and go from bitterness to blessing pretty quickly. And then you still got to nurture the ones coming up after you. And so Mm-hmm. And I think this was this is where Naomi saw that she had that pivotal moment where, okay, this girl is saying she still needs me. So I got to pick myself up. And then you'll see throughout her story that she just devoted her time to making sure that Ruth took those steps mm-hmm. um, and, and blessed her in her relationship to receive all of that blessing that came uh, through Boaz and through the marriage with Boaz and like her focus shifted. And so, yeah, we go through stuff and those scriptures there that we, we gave you, um, you know, second Peter verses uh, chapter one, verses five to seven, you know, we will grow through and we will learn from these things. Mm -hmm. And God, as Stephanie mentioned, you know, God's God's with us. He hasn't He hasn't left us, and He knew this. The whatever situation you're going through, He knew it was coming, <laughs> mm-hmm. and He's got the provisions there for you. We just obviously, when we're in the thick of it, we can't see it. So we have to lean on Him, and we have to trust Him that He's going to get us through it. And on top of that, give us that strength to keep going and to pour into our kids in the middle of it mm-hmm. because. Our story is going to be a story for our kids one day. And then our kids are going to tell our story to their kids. You remember how grandma, you know, she went through this and she didn't waver. She -hmm. still loved God and she still worshiped God. And she trusted God through that. I want that to be my story. Uh So, and so you, you, you know, for sure that Naomi's story and Ruth's story was told for many generations. So I hope I'm in there in that category too, one day. <laughs> I, you know, I think too, you know, I, my boys could probably say something about that, about, about my strength through, through different mm-hmm. things. Now mm-hmm. I'm so much stronger in my faith. I would even mm-hmm. just say in the last four years and I've known God just for 15. So I haven't, I haven't really 15, um, maybe, maybe going on close to 16, I guess. So I haven't, I certainly haven't had him in my life for even all of my adulthood. Um, But since I I think back to those times, even five years in, so maybe I won't compare it to when I compare it to when I was just a (laughs) Christian, right? I'd grown up a little, but I was still really dealing with things. I actually really dealt with depression a lot, not clinical Mm -hmm. depression, not, but, but I would, 
I would regularly, I, re- I remember of just having that feeling of regularly, like, why am I so down and sad and angry? And, and like, I, I have really a pretty great life. Like, maybe there are a few things lacking, but overall, the important things in life, I had a family, I had a home, I had stuff, I had you know, ev- everything I needed to, I never really l- lacked at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just, I, I didn't quite identify how to just like get out of that, that kind of thinking that brings you down. And to me, when I look back in retrospect, to me, that's like, again, what I know from the word now, that is the work of the enemy. Like he was getting me, I was vulnerable. And then I let him just twist my thoughts into feeling that, Oh, because this wasn't going right. And this wasn't going right. And this wasn't going right. Like I would get these little thoughts in my head of, and yet it wasn't, you know, I, it would be the exact same situation, say a month before as a month after the month after I was feeling down and, and depressed and bitter, bitter. Um, There you go. (laughs) And the month before I wasn't right. So why, why did I feel like that? Why did I, why did I have that feeling of, Hey, this next month that just really seemed to get, get to me or I I could even compare it, you know, one week to another. And it's not like I was depressed all the time, but I was, I, I had these bouts of just letting thoughts that's all it was. Right. Cause it wasn't even the yeah. external stuff so much. I was letting thoughts make me bitter. And I really had to change from that. I very rarely deal with that. And if I deal with that, I, I quickly, I just, I just say a lot of scripture. That's, that's probably mm-hmm. my, my biggest weapon, you know, putting on the whole armor of God when needed, but sometimes we don't need the whole armor, just simply the sword of the spirit works really, really well on its own. Um, and, and that's what I encourage you to do, uh, to, you know, look at the armor of God and it's a Ephesian, Ephesians, Christine, you probably know that I should, I should know it. six, Ephesians six, uh, the armor of God. Anyway, if you happen to find that Christine blurred it out, um, but <laughs> that Ephesians is Ephesians six, uh, six verses 10 to 18. 10 to 18. That is like a great defense against all kinds of things, but definitely this, this bitterness that sometimes dwells in us because, because we have to deal with some difficult things. And, and now I can deal with difficult things and not saying I'm just happy, go lucky all the time, but now it doesn't really get me down. It doesn't get me down for very long. And I, it actually makes me stronger. It makes me more towards God because I'm praising him and I'm reading him. I go to the Psalms a lot now, maybe when I'm feeling, I go to the Psalms for a lot of different reasons, but reading Psalms seems to be a very, just a very good connection to God for for me, depending what I'm feeling. And, and just overall, we've just got a good, a good God that takes care of us, right? We don't need to we don't need to get lost in the bitterness. And again, that's that's the attack of the enemy. See it how you will. Mm-hmm. It could be a real serious attack of the enemy. It could be just that there was a seed planted a while ago that now you're continuing to make grow. So that that seed of bitterness or that that seed mm-hmm. of right, some maybe trigger event or trigger feeling, um, all that 
that stuff can definitely affect us. But we have got so much in God's word. We've got so much just in in prayer and being able to talk to him where that doesn't need to be how our life is. And and I'm speaking from that from my experience of so of not knowing God. And I mean, that was even more confusing, at least when I actually knew him, I was able to get a handle on things a little bit better. And then, and then I've just grown and grown and grown over time. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what we need to do, right? We're always, we're always growing and we're always um, just learning God's ways and God's thoughts. And, and we don't need to beat ourselves up if we waver and we get lost a little bit in the bitterness, but we mm-hmm. do really need to find the way back to God, because that's not God thoughts. Yeah. And just to remember that bitterness is, is indeed a seed that will grow into other things and it will rob you of your freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that joyful life that hopefully we've all experienced at one point or, and hopefully you're still living it joyfully with God, but you know, that's exactly what the devil is trying to do is to make you lose that, mm-hmm. that joy. And so uh, we had Romans uh, chapter five, verses three to five down here as well. And it says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Mm-hmm. So there is a silver lining <laughs> mm-hmm. for going through the sufferings and through going through the trials. So if, uh, yeah. you know, give God thanks for those trials that you've overcome already. If you're going through something right now, hang in there <laughs> mm-hmm. and lean on God. I, he is faithful to see you through it. And if you've just come out of something, just, you know, continue to give God praise for it. Pray when and the blessings lost. are coming. Mm-hmm. The blessings are coming. So if uh, you'd like to continue the conversation with us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can go to firingupfaithandfamily.net and pop us a message, um, questions or comments, whatever you like, and maybe a verse that uh, you'd like to share with us. We'd love to be encouraged in that way. Um, and you'll also find all the show notes there. So if you missed something uh, that we mentioned, you'll find it all in the show notes there. And so tune in for our next episode, which uh, we will be talking about the ultimate father. <laughs> Mm-hmm. example of god himself so we I'm will not probably sure exactly where we're going with that one because that one could be a long long exactly time. there's so we'll much get an angle we'll get an angle on it mm-hmm. there's so much to learn from god himself mm-hmm. so we'll we'll promise we'll try to <laughs> try to keep it concise uh or maybe we need to have a two-part series we'll see okay. <laughs> um but we just want to thank you for listening and we hope that you continue to listen in don't forget to subscribe on whatever channel you're listening to and we'll talk to you soon Mm -hmm. be blessed